0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'd like to welcome y'all to the Destination Devi podcast hosted by Ray Garvin, your number one source for everything Devi and Dynasty Fantasy Football. Welcome back, y'all, for episode four of the Destination Debbie podcast. I'm Ray Garvin. You can find me on Twitter at raygq. Make sure you're following the show at Destination Debbie. I've got something big coming. I've got a signed jersey giveaway one of the top dynasty players in all of football. I'm not going to tell you who it is right now, but I got the jersey in. We'll be doing a signed giveaway for that jersey in honor of a very special momentous occasion reaching 100 followers. So thank you to each and every person who has followed the account, who has left feedback on iTunes, has given the show a five-star review, Really, really appreciate and thank you guys for taking time to check this show out. But I have to admit, I looked myself in the mirror the other day and I had to be honest with myself. And I have to be honest with you that I have been a hypocrite. I have been very, very hypocritical because I have defended Paris Campbell, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts to the high heavens. I have defended his poor ADOT. I have defended his lack of diverse routes. I have defended his usage in the Ohio State offense. I've I've defended the hell out of Paris Campbell. And I do believe that that Campbell will be an effective NFL wide receiver, especially uh, given his offense that he landed in, his athletic profile. Yet I have criticized and bashed a top 2020 wide receiver prospect for the very same thing that I've defended Paris Campbell on, and that player is LaVisca Chennault. LaVisca Chennault is a fantastic wide receiver prospect, all right? He's a great Debbie prospect. He has the potential to do some really special things at the next level. Now, his usage at Colorado last year was very Paris Campbell-esque. He was an outside wide receiver. He played in the slot He was used out of the backfield. He was used in the backfield. And he was even used at quarterback. That wasn't because LaVisca Chenault probably wanted to do that. But the Colorado Buffaloes, he was their best player. And I said two shows ago that just because a prospect did not demonstrate a skill set in college does not mean that player is incapable of doing it at the next level. Yet I've knocked LaVisca for that. And I was wrong. And I have to apologize because he is... A really, really talented wide receiver whom I'd be more than happy acquiring in Debbie drafts for the right cost. Um, Pro Football Focus graded him uh, 88 overall in 2018 and forced 29 missed tackles, which is second among returning wide receivers in all of college football. He was a three-star prospect coming out of high school. He was not highly ranked. He was the 73rd ranked wide receiver in the 2017 class this past season. Uh, when targeted, quarterback had a 116.8 passer rating, and he led the entire Pac-12 in yards per route run at 3.44. He only played nine games, and he still had over 1,000 receiving yards, six touchdowns, and five touchdowns on the ground. At six two, two 220 pounds, he has the physical makeup to be a dominant NFL wide receiver. Coming out of high school, he was not the most athletic wide receiver at the opening. He ran a 4.5940, 4.5 short shuttle, and a 31-inch vertical jump. So I don't know how that would compute on playerprofiler.com's burst and speed score, but I don't believe it would be particularly high. But he has gotten a lot faster since entering into college a couple of years ago. And who knows what those testing med- measurables will be come NFL Combine next year if he declares. I do have questions about his overall athleticism, but what it, what shouldn't be questioned is the fact that he is a dynamic playmaker when you get the ball into his hands. Now, I still would prefer Jerry Judy and Jalen Rager to him as far as 2020 prospects, 2020 eligible prospects, but LaVisca Chenault is more than worthy of a first-round debut selection. He is more than re- worthy of being... You know, if some pl- somebody has him as wide receiver one, two, or three, I'm not going to argue that. I have my personal preferences as to other wide receivers that I would prefer to him, but I won't knock anybody for having Chenault as their wide receiver one, two, or three. For me, he is a little bit below Rager and Judy, but there's no denying his talent. There's no denying the fact that he is a dynamic playmaker and that he is the offense. At Colorado, and they are going to do what's in the best interest of that team, and that is getting the ball in his hands any way possible, whether that's out of the backfield in the screen game or outside at wide receiver. But LaVisca Chenault is a polarizing player that I will be paying probably more attention to than anybody else in college football this season because he is so unique. He is so talented, and I just want to see him do it again. I want to see him put it together this season. My only concern about him is the foot injury that he suffered midway through last season that affected him the last couple of games. It's concerning when wide receivers have foot injuries, and even more concerning is that he didn't participate in the spring practices. It's been reported that he'll be fine for fall camp and he'll be more than ready for the beginning of the college football season, but I just want to see it. I want to see him back on the field. I want to see how he moves. I just don't want to take on that risk with so many talented wide receivers coming out or potentially coming out in 2020. So for Debbie-related purposes, I believe his appropriate range is around the six, seven, eight uh, draft slot outside of super flex formats, which may push some of those skill po- position players down. But LaVisca Chennault, polarizing, uber-talented player that I'm excited to pay more attention to this upcoming football season. Now, we're still a couple of months away from the unofficial start of the college football season, which is fall camp. When those incoming freshmen hit campus, when those returners come back and they start those those fall practices, that's when we'll be able to decipher the depth chart a little bit, figure out which freshmen will have an impact this season, what seniors, which underclassmen are going to make noise this upcoming college football season. But until then, I'm going to preview some of the top teams in the nation, what those Debbie players look like on their roster and who NFL dynasty owners should be paying attention to for their upcoming dynasty rookie drafts in 2020. And I can't think of any better team to start with than the defending national champion Clemson Tigers led by Dabo Sweeney. They have an allotment of talent on both sides of the ball for Debbie and dynasty purposes. This past year, they had three defensive linemen get drafted in the first round. I mean, if you play in an IDP league, depending on your league settings, I'm sure sacks, tackles for a loss, and tackles all get you a significant amount of points. So having three defensive linemen in the in the first round of an NFL draft is is phenomenal. Well, they have even more players in the next couple of years on both sides of the ball that will be effective and quality players for dynasty owners rosters for years to come. And let's just start at the top with the captain of that offense with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, a number one player, number one quarterback. And as far as high school prospects of all time, I use 24-7 sports for my recruiting services. And they have him rated the number six overall player ever coming out of high school. Any position offense, defense, he's number six. The only offensive player who had a higher rating coming out of high school than Trevor Lawrence was Vince Young, who's one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best college football players of all time. So that just tells you how highly rated he was. And in 2018, Trevor Lawrence did not disappoint. He threw for 3,280 yards, 30 touchdowns, and four INTs with a 65.2% completion percentage And he didn't even have over 20 pass attempts in the game until week six. Kelly Bryant opened the season as a starter. Kelly Bryant, who transferred to Missouri, he opened the season as their starter. And Dabo had a tough decision to make. And it was the right one because Lawrence came in and that offense just opened up. He's just, he's an incredible, incredible passer. He's accurate. He's got a cannon of an arm. He is an above average athlete. He is not a statue. Trevor Lawrence can move around in the pocket. He can make plays with his leg. He can extend plays. He's just, he's just, he is everything that you would want in a quarterback. And if you will participate in a super flex Debbie league, he's your one-on-one. He's your one-on-one in 2019, This past draft. He's your one-on-one in 2020. And he'll most undoubtedly be the one-on-one in 2021. He had 177 rushing yards, which again, shows that he has above average athleticism. He's not a statute. And for Devy and dynasty purposes outside of a super flex league. You know, you're not taking Trevor Lawrence in the first round, but I would have no problem selecting him the back half of round two, just because of what he offers for your dynasty roster for the next 10, 15 years, the stability at the quarterback position. Now he'll be throwing to some studs too. T Higgins, who's eligible for the 2020 draft as a true junior, Coming out of high school, he's a five star recruit, six foot four, 205 pounds. He led Clemson in receptions last year with 59 for 936 yards and 12 touchdowns, averaging 15 yards per reception. He is what I call a go get it wide receiver. You throw that ball up in the air, Higgins has the athleticism, he's got the size to go up over that DB, catch that ball, and he has. Enough athleticism to make something happen after the catch. He's he's not a, you know, a speed burner, a four-three, four, four type wide receiver, but his size, he he has above average athleticism to make plays happen once he gets the ball in his hands. Right now, he is a top 15 Debbie selection. He will be one of the first wide receivers off of the board in the 2020 draft. I've seen some mocks with him going in the top 10. In the top fifteen, you know his size, his his athleticism, his production. And playing with Trevor Lawrence is only going to help all of these guys out. T. Higgins right now uh, a top fifteen Debbie selection, and in 2020 he will be one of the top wide receivers off the board in dynasty rookie drafts. Now Justin Ross is another monster outside at wide receiver at six foot four, two hundred pounds. He was a true freshman last year and started. Really slow to open off his college football career, but it just sort of took flight towards the end of the season. He Caught 46 passes for 1,000 yards on the dot, nine touchdowns, averaging 21.7 yards per reception. Ross was a five-star recruit, and right now in Debbie drafts, Debbie mock drafts, he is a consensus top 10 pick. He, I have not seen him slip outside of the top 10 in the last couple of months. This guy has more speed than T. Higgins, same size. He's a dog with the ball in the air. His after-the-catch ability is outstanding. He's going to be so nice in 2021. And with Rondell Moore coming out, Justin Shorter potentially coming out, that draft class for wide receiver positions, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be filthy, just as nasty as 2020. These next two classes are going to be just out of this world. And these two wide receivers Uh, T. Higgins and Justin Ross, they're going to complement each other uh, two years in a row as far as Clemson wideouts. They've got another guy, Amari Rogers, was a four-star prospect coming out at the 2017 class. He was the number 16th ranked wide receiver in that class, and he's sort of the forgotten man amongst Clemson skill position players. He was cannibalized a little bit by Hunter Renfro being there last year, but Rodgers had 55 receptions for 575 yards, four TDs. He's a fast player, and he offers you production in the return game as well. His, his production should go up this season with, with Renfro being gone. I think that he has an opportunity to work himself into that you know late-round NFL draft range. Because he is a talented player, and if that happens, if he's given the opportunity to perform on the next level, then I think he'll he'll work himself into a, you know, potential later round selection in rookie drafts next year. And for dynasty purposes, in the mock draft that was just conducted in June, he was not selected in, in 10 rounds. I think that was a mistake. I definitely think he was worth a shot in the later rounds of Debbie drafts. I'm not investing high Debbie draft capital in Rogers. But given the opportunity that Trevor Lawrence presents for all of these skill position players, he's definitely a name worth keeping on your radars for this upcoming college football season. Now, Clemson signed Frank Ladson and Joe Nada. Both of them were four-star recruits. Frank was number seven in the class. Joe was number nine in the class. Both of them 6'3", 6'4", 190 to 205 pounds. Fantastic looking prospects. I just don't know how much... Uh, run, they'll get the season with Ross, Higgins, and Rodgers there. But I'm pretty sure Dabble will find a way to get those talented freshmen on the field, and anybody in an offense with Trevor Lawrence will look good. In the recent Debbie uh, June mock draft, they both went in round four and round five. So Debbie leaguers are high on the talent of these two guys. I'm just, you know, we have to temper expectations as far as you know, opportunity in production as true freshmen with you know, those those talented wide receivers in front of them. But Joe Nada, Frank Ladson, they are very deserving of third, fourth, fifth round Debbie draft capital at this point in their careers. I don't have to spend a lot of time talking about the running back position. Travis Etienne, he's your Debbie running back one or two, depending on the person that you talk to or the day of the week. He ran for 1,658 yards last year, averaging 8.1 yards per carry and 24 touchdowns. The only knock on ETN, the only thing that I can say that is, I wouldn't even say concerning, but you'd like to see more, is just some receiving production. He only caught 12 passes for uh, 78 yards last year. He scored on two of those passes that he caught, but he's just, I mean, speed, agility, power. He he's going to be a very, very good, or have the chance to be a very, very good NFL running back. His backup will be Lynn J. Dixon, who ran for 5,547 yards and five TDs last year. He's a talented player in his own right, but he's no Travis Etienne, and if Etienne stays healthy, given this offense, I mean, he's just going to put up ridiculous numbers once again this season. Travis Etienne, Debbie running back one, two, he's going to be a top five, Uh, pick in Dynasty rookie drafts in 2020, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about Travis Etienne. Now, something special for you IDP leaguers, we have not forgotten about you, but Isaiah Simmons, the safety slash linebacker combo, 6'4", 225 pounds. Clemson credited him with 97 tackles last year, nine and a half tackles for loss, seven passes broken up, three forced fumbles, one and a half sacks, and one pick. He's being projected as a first-round pick right now for the 2020 NFL Draft. He's that safety, linebacker, hybrid role. He's very athletic, he's fast, he's physical, and from what I heard, I'm not well-versed in the IDP world, but a lot of people build their rosters around safeties and linebackers. Well, what if you can get the best of both worlds, and Isaiah Simmons offers that type of upside with the fluidity and the hips and the movement skills of a defensive back, but the size and physicality of a linebacker. If he's drafted in the first round, that's all we can ask for is opportunity. He will have an opportunity to make tackles, make plays, and produce points for UID peers. The Clemson Tigers just boast all-world talent at every level, from quarterback to running back, wide receiver, defensively. And this season in the ACC, they, I believe I saw a report that of their win probability, the lowest uh, win probability that they have on the season is versus South Carolina, and it's still like 78% chance of winning right now. Granted, things are always scheduled to change. Injuries happen. Things happen during the football season. But going into 2019, Clemson should run through the ACC, uh, be another you know number one or number two in the nation, high seed for the college football playoffs and have a chance to win the national championship. Clemson is a team that you need to watch whenever they're on TV, just to kind of look at what's going on with the players that you're thinking about drafting in that upcoming first round of Dynasty rookie drafts. They are loaded, they are fun, and they are talented. College football, even more so than the NFL game, we love the shiny new toys, those incoming freshmen. And unlike the NFL, true freshmen, if you're talented, you're going to get an opportunity to play right away. And, you know, from the wide receiver position, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, I wanted to look at some of the top freshman running backs and opportunity that they may have to produce as freshmen this fall. And the first guy I want to look at is Trey Sanders, six foot, 215 pounds. He was the number six overall player in his class, number one rated running back he will be taking the field for the Alabama Crimson Tide this fall. Now, Alabama already has Najee Harris and Brian Robinson locked into their number one and number two running back roles. Harris was the number two overall player in his class in 2017, number one rated running back. Last year, he ran for 783 yards and four TDs. And Brian Robinson was a four-star player, ran for 272 yards in a four-way timeshare with uh, Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders and Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. Trey Sanders has already come out and said he knows that this will be a committee, but he wants to be the best back in that backfield. This kid is talented. He's confident, speed, power. He wasn't the number one running back in the nation for nothing. Trey Sanders will have an opportunity to produce. He will not take the starting role from Najee Harris. Brian Robinson will get carries, but Trey Sanders, I mean, he's going in Debbie Mockdrash right now. He's going round three, no later than round four. So there's obvious talent with this player, Trey Sanders, running back, Alabama. Now, LSU's got a true freshman, John Emery Jr. I love this kid's swag, 5'11", 205, number 13 overall player, number two rated running back. I think he his opportunity or his potential for, for more carries this season is a little clearer than Sanders. The only person that I really see him having to compete with is Clyde Edwards, who had almost 700 rushing yards last year and seven TDs. Ed Ortron's going to give this kid an opportunity to come in and make splash plays right away for LSU, and they've done a good good job over the past few years of getting their talented, highly rated five-star recruits the ball. If he can come in, pick up the offense, I don't believe that Clyde will be able to hold him off um, you know, they're going to get the five-star kid the ball. Again, just like Trey Sanders, Emory is going round three of Debbie Mox, round four at the latest. John Emory Jr., go ahead and check him out. Now, Jerion Ely, 5'10", 200 pounds from Ole Miss, highly graded five-star recruit. I believe his path to opportunity is the hardest of these four players that we're going to talk about here today. And that's because he has Scotty Phillips in front of him as the starter. Phillips is 5'8", 211 pounds, senior season this year. Last year, he ran for 928 yards and 12 TDs. Phillips is a damn good running back in his own, right? Ely is a dynamic athlete. I mean, he is a fantastic Major League Baseball prospect. I believe he was just drafted, not high enough to, to threaten his old Miss eligibility or for him to you know give up football. But I don't think Ely will come in and take over that starter role this year. Scotty Phillips is the starter. He should start throughout uh, this football season, but Ely will have an opportunity to make splash plays. And I- I'm seeing him go five round five, round six, and Debbie mock drafts. Now, one of my favorite running backs in this class, because I love the way he plays, is Zach Charbonnet, six foot-two, two hundred and twenty-pound running back from Michigan. And I believe his path for opportunity is the clearest. Starter Chris Evans was suspended due to academic issues. So right now, the only people that he is battling for that starting role is True Wilson, who ran for 364 yards and one TD. He's a senior. And Christian Turner, who is a three-star prospect who had, you know, a couple of yards last year. But Zach Charbonnet is a Michigan a Jim Harbaugh guy. He's a hard-nosed runner. He's physical. He's fast. He played at Oak Christians Academy. He just, he looks like a Michigan Wolverines running back. And, you know, he he's a talented, talented player. Debbie Mox, he's going again with right along with Trey Sanders and Jerion Ely and John Emory around that round three, round four range, which shows that, you know, one season of production this year as a true freshman, he will be right there as one of the top running backs in the 2022 class, which hey, some of us in Dynasty Leagues were able to trade for those picks or trade those picks away now. So Zach Charbonnet, watch out for him. I believe that his path for opportunity this upcoming season is the clearest of the top the top running back uh, true freshmen in this class. I said this earlier in the show during the Clemson team preview segment that I want all my IDP leaguers out there to know that I have not forgotten about you. There are a ton of top college football prospects who do not play on the offensive side of the ball. And I am aware of that. Even on Twitter, some of my threads I've started and including some of the top defensive prospects for you guys who play in IDP leagues. It's fun to dive into some of those safeties, those linebackers, those defensive ends. And I want you guys to know that the Destination Debbie podcast will have you covered. I will hit on and try to touch on top college defensive players as well as the offensive players because I know there isn't a lot out there for you guys who participate in IDP leagues. Now, I don't know much about scoring format um for for IDP leagues as I don't pl- I have not played in any. I haven't participated in any IDP leagues, but damn it, I know that there are some fantastic defensive players in college football that that deserve some praise and deserve some some prospect analysis and we will give that to you. So stay tuned. Moving forward, we'll have shows dedicated to the defensive players on Twitter. Make sure you're following me because I will be posting video breakdown threads on those top defensive players. Now, next week, I'm going to double dip on the team previews. I'll be talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Oklahoma Sooners, as well as give you a couple of highly rated wide receiver incoming freshmen and their pathway to opportunity this upcoming college football season. If you guys have any questions, please let me know. If if there's something that you want me to touch on on the upcoming episodes of this podcast, hit me up on Twitter, DM me. Let me know what it is that you want to see. If you have questions, let me know. I'll do my best to answer them on the show. All right. I said earlier that I will be doing a signed jersey giveaway in honor of our 100th follower. Really? I just appreciate you guys listening to the show and I want to do things to to entice you to stick around. So I will be giving away a signed DeAndre Hopkins jersey, put it in your office, hang it in your man or woman cave, put it in the garage, wear the damn thing. I don't care, but I don't want it. I want to give it away to you listeners. In order to enter, you got two chances for entry. One, all you have to do is leave a five-star rating on iTunes, screenshot that rating and DM it to Destination Devi. Now, the way to gain second entry into the contest is if you can get a friend to subscribe, leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Now, you got to figure this out. You know, text your friend, screenshot a text message saying that they signed up. You'll gain second entry into the contest. I can only give you two. And that's a pretty sweet deal. All you have to do is listen to a short podcast, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, gain some Debbie knowledge, and win some shit in the process. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm not going to wear a Texans jersey. I don't care how good Nuke Hopkins is. So this thing has to go. You guys make it happen. I appreciate you listening, checking out the podcast, sticking with me. Keep interacting with me on Twitter. Leave me feedback. Hey, show's over. We're done. Play the music.